We'll get you a little later, okay? Oh, uh, well, this is national, the start of National Take Your Daughter to Work Week. And so I made the mistake of following that. And then it was uh, actually the Ms. Foundation in New York started this, where mommies are supposed to take their daughters to work. And I naturally was offended, uh, not being a mommy. And uh, yeah, so I thought I would, because her mommy didn't take her, so I thought I would. As a matter of fact, I got all the guys at the Hair Club of America to do this, too. So that's kind of <laughs> the male counterpart of the Ms. Foundation, if you know that. So uh, everyone who's associated with the Hair Foundation, Hair Club of America, uh, including the ladies and the junior auxiliary hair clubs of America, will be taking their daughters. This is the jokes, honey. These are the jokes. We don't, we don't step on daddy's lines. Okay? Can you hear it okay? That's what's going on in the air. Nothing. <laughs> That's daddy's career. You know what pays for those diapers? <laughs> all those diapers that you put on all your animals and therefore we cannot use but, any longer? The, uh, animals, yeah, but... A, a yeah, but... Your, your stuffed animals do not poop, honey. <laughs> I don't know where you got that mistaken My notion. Poops no, your bunny, is, your bunny is stuffed. He doesn't, he doesn't poop. He's pre that's pretend, so you don't... She has her mother's conversational skills. <laughs> well, what do you know? From West Newton, Massachusetts to Scottsdale, Arizona, it's What Do You Know with Michael Feldman from APR, American Public Radio. That's John Tulene on piano, Jeff Eccles on bass, and I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, the hotline and the What Do You Know quiz. Support for What Do You Know comes from American Public Radio affiliate stations and the American Public Radio Program Fund. What Do You Know is made possible in part by Wisconsin Tourism and Seymour, Wisconsin, home of the world's largest hamburger. And for free statewide vacation information on Wisconsin, the playground of the Midwest, it's 1-800-432-TRIP. And tell them Michael said to call. Now, the man who thinks a revival of Tommy is not desirable at this time, Michael Feldman. <laughs> you here from Seymour or around Seymour, Wisconsin? The world, world's, uh, have you seen the world's largest hamburger? No, not actually. Is it to go or do you eat it there? I don't know. Is there, I mean, is there one hamburger that they've preserved, sort of like Lennon's, tomb, you know, is there a mausoleum with a giant hamburger in it or do they make it each year They have the world's biggest hamburger? Is this a fresh hamburger? It was baked two or three years ago. All right, so that's, that's getting old. Maybe they should find another tag for the town here pretty quick. <laughs> world's largest lasagna or something because that's going to wear thin after a while. Well, uh, let's look at the news, shall we, honey? Okay. I have her permission to go on. This is Ellie. She's two years old, so there's no predicting what's going to... Yeah. You're two years old and... Uh, and you are. Do you want to say anything? You're a Barney fan. I know that you're upset. I'm, I'm Barney. Yeah. You are not Barney, but you're a big... <laughs> You're a Barney fan. I know on the air we had some people who didn't like Barney, but you like him, don't you? I like him. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Rebuttal. <laughs> this does not necessarily reflect station policy. <laughs> Particularly since the station has no policy that I can ascertain. 
Well, let's look at the news, shall we? All right, fine. Uh, of course, we're just at the end of Clinton's first hundred years in office, and uh, <laughs> it seems that long, doesn't it, actually? Clinton's uh, stimulus package, as you know, flopped. And I know how he feels, actually. It's not easy getting a stimulus package through. <laughs> well, maybe he's just tired. I think Hillary should ease up a little, really, would help for the next stimulus package. It's kind of like when Barney tries to get through the door and his tail gets caught, you know. It's, you gotta... My jeans get caught, my belly gets caught. Yeah. <laughs> See, I tried to write these jokes while watching 16 hours of Barney, consecutive Barney. <laughs> so everything ends in a Barney joke. So don't cross them out, honey. I didn't get to that one yet. <laughs> you crossed out my Bob Dole joke. That was the only good one. Yes, anyhow, so... Uh, it's been a discouraging uh, opening for the presidency. As you know, he's had some hard things. Uh, for example, he got behind... Everything he does seems to turn out the opposite. You know, he got behind Earth Day, and they discovered all the ozone was depleted suddenly. <laughs> does that mean you like it or you don't like it? <laughs> then he backed the gays, and the, the numbers dropped from 10% to 1%. Yeah. And then, of course, healthcare will turn out to be a bottle of schnapps and a cotton ball, and that's... Uh... I can't put change you right now, honey. Even though it is take your daughter to work day, I'm, I have to finish the monologue, okay? Just this one thing. No, can't. I can't finish it? Are you reflecting popular opinion, or is that... <laughs> well, just let me do this. Let's take a minute, then I'll change you, okay? That'll be another first on what do you know. I don't think that's happened yeah, on Prairie Home Companion or... <laughs> Car talk. Car talk. <laughs> Has Tom ever changed Ray? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I guess the president is pretty upset, as, he, as you can imagine he would be. It's kind of like uh, when Kathy was sad on the Barney show. And, uh, yes, yeah. She was sad, remember? She was unhappy. And what did they do to cheer her up? No, they passed her stimulus package, is what they had. <laughs> and now she's much happier in that, uh, so that's why, uh, yeah, okay. All right, let's just go right to the, uh, let's skip the Bob Dole joke. And then, of course, he comes up with this, this new tax proposal. The VAT, you heard about that? You know what that is? A lot of people don't know what it is. Actually, it's black, round, about three foot high, three foot across. Sits on a fire and seats a family of four comfortably. It's the, it's the vat, that's right. Kind of like when Barney and his friends were in the jungle and the, the local people mistook them for missionaries. Remember that episode? With the, that was one of my favorites, actually. Well, this is not working out at all. This is a truly bad idea. Let's see. Let's start with the opening of the show again. Oh, actually, only forget Clinton for a minute here. The big news in Wisconsin, I think, uh, it broke out of uh, just locally. I think it broke around the country is the Sturgeon Sting operation. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, the FBI busted the man who's known as the Al Capone of Sturgeon. <laughs> Aaron, did you read this? This is for real, actually. This fascinating thing. Um, what they did was they had an FBI agent posing as a sturgeon, <laughs> uh, deposited eggs in a riverbank, and this. This gentleman came along and tried to fertilize them. <laughs> was immediately arrested, and uh, it's, it's a tribute to really tactics on the part of these, these people. 
made a big difference. And let's just leave it at that. And I'll tell you more when I read it. Jim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know what it was. Here's the way things are going. This shows President uh, Clinton and Vice President Gore in a picture here. They're laughing it up and making a speech. And the, it's in the New York Times. And the caption reads, Japanese pearl divers, without the use of scuba gear, demonstrate how they dive for pearls. That's the way the administration is going. They are, they are diving for pearls without scuba gear. And coming up with shoes, I might add. All right. Now, during this number, I can change you. I shoes on. You got your shoes on. I know. And that was a struggle, too. You are wearing the same thing that you wore two days ago. Okay. Just stay there, honey, and pretend that uh, we never had children. Okay. <laughs> And here are two guys who don't have children, so let's oh. admire them for just a moment here. And let's, John, how, how are you doing? I'm doing just great. Yeah. And I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. Thank you, honey. That's my pen. And um, what's this number going to be? Something apropos of the season? I remember April. How do you like that? How did I know that? You're a seasonal guy. John Tooling on piano. Jeff Eccles on bass.
Thank you. You're listening to What Do You Know on APR, American Public Radio. John Tooley and Jeff Eccles will be back later in the show, so either stay tuned or leave now. Uh, we have a great audience here in the audience, and uh, the audience is in the audience, that's right, and uh, my daughter's on my shoulder and cutting off circulation to my brain. <laughs> Interesting questions. Uh, Kim Handy is here from uh, Liz and Madison, no? From, where, is, where is Kim? Is Kim Handy? Oh, she's not handy. <laughs> Interesting question because uh, her question is, how do you avoid diarrhea in Mexico? <laughs> and how do you avoid it in Madison, in I Madison. guess, is the question because that's where she is now. Yes, don't stop in Milwaukee to, ch <laughs> to change planes. I think that's the best way to avoid it. So we'll find out if Kim was in Mexico or in Milwaukee, one of those places. Uh, do you have a day job? You're looking at it. <laughs> And we've got another day job coming, too, actually. So I'm, this will be my third job, then, if this all works out the way I expect. You know you're going to have a little sister. Did you know that? Yeah? Did you know that? You know that, didn't you? Are you excited about that? No. no. <laughs> Me neither. I feel the same way. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm very happy, very happy. Uh, Edward uh, Wheezy, is it? Weiss. Weiss. Well, why do you put all those extra letters in it, then? <laughs> W-E-I-S-S-E, -S -S -E, those are unnecessary. <laughs> Drop a few of them. You can modernize your name. There's no law against it. <laughs> is it hard to find a good babysitter in Madison? Obviously. <laughs> you think she would be here if I found a good babysitter? <laughs> yeah, is it, do you have that same problem? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> can I get her name before you leave? <laughs> I'd try and get in there for you. but uh, Whose name? The babysitter. Oh, don't bug me. I got enough problems. <laughs> I schlep around a baby and be politically correct at the same time. Is too much to ask of any one human being. It's bad enough I agreed to give birth to the next one. I really. <laughs> been, bending over backwards to be politically correct. That's, uh, we have a banker here from St. Louis. John, is it Beerus? Faris, well, why don't you spell it phonetically then? <laughs> These people, they expect you to know it. He says, my mind is blank, why? <laughs> Perhaps because he is a blanker and not a banker, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go talk to a banker. Are the bankers in town again? I see a few bankers here. No, just, I don't know. I'm the only one here today. Can, can you spot another? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it true what they say, that a banker can always spot another banker? Uh, sometimes, if they got a blue uh, sport coat on, I can. That's because you guys never really can dress casual. Because you're, you're dressed casually now, but it looks like you purposely tried to dress casually. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, today. Because it's a blue, dignified sweater. A blue sweater, right. A blue sweater. You see a sport coat in lieu of that. And in lieu of that, right. That's... And your neck just cries for a tie. <laughs> well, not today. Not this morning. What are you in town doing? Uh, visiting my daughter. Which one is that? Oh, I couldn't tell your wife from your daughter. Oh, thank you. High score points there or what? Yes, thank you very much. And uh, what is she in school here? She's a senior. She's graduating. Banking career too? No, zoology. Zoology, very close match. <laughs> well, a lot of animals walk into the bank, right? That's right, a lot of, a lot of monkeys. Yeah. Oh, 
that's very nice to hear from your personal <laughs> banker that he considers you to be a, a lower form, isn't it? Primate form. And uh, so what, what's the schedule going to be today? Uh, well, we're coming to the, the show this morning. and we're Forget about this. This is a waste of time, obviously. <laughs> that's, that's why we scheduled it this week, and we could get tickets. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because what's going on now? Crazy Legs is they're having Crazy a run. Crazy Legs is running. Football game. Football game. Farmer's Market. Farmer's Market. You name it. So which are you going to? Uh, we're probably going to go to the football game. Okay. Who's playing? Wisconsin's playing. How unusual. Wisconsin's playing. Wisconsin will play Wisconsin and lose, as far as I know. <laughs> it's unique that way. Well, have a good time while you're here. Thank you. Hello to the family. I'd get over to you, but I really can't. My arm is killing me the way it is. And like I say, I don't have that hip thing that women have. So let me try that, though. Okay. Well, that's better. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, why do people always sound stupider on radio? What does she mean in particular, I wonder? Where is uh, Julia? We got some great names here today. Spunkatelli? Is that right? Is it Spunkatelli? How else would you say that? To... Arguing with people about their names shows you where I'm at today. How do you pronounce that? Sportillary. Sportillary? Does that, what, read that once, sir. Just read that. What does that say? It says Spunkatelli. Spunkatelli. <laughs> See, I'm not crazy. It is Spunkatelli. But it's pronounced Sportillary. Well, how do you spell it? How is it spelled down there? Did you spell it? <laughs> do you remember signing this card? No, I don't, actually. Oh, you didn't put the card in at all? I didn't. Okay. No. So someone thinks you're a Spunkatelli here. <laughs> but it's... Do you know that her name is Sportil... Sportillary. 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 That's not what you told me. When not you meet him? <laughs> Last week. How long have you been going out with this guy? I didn't get your name right. How long has it been? I don't know. Months. Not much longer, I would say, at this point. <laughs> so uh, you didn't ask why people sound stupider on radio? No, I didn't. <laughs> We're all just living proof in this row, right? Well, she said it should be, why do people sound dumber? But I said, if you say stupid or any reason, it just proves the point. I think we've proved the point well enough here. Oh, we're getting kind of wet, aren't we? Look at this. This woman wants to be with you a little bit. Don't you want to sit here and hi, want to say hi to her, Ellie? How you doing, Ellie? What's you your name? My name's Janet. Hi, Janet. <laughs> How old are you, Janet? <laughs> Play, Ellie. Come sit on my lap. And you have a winning way with children, <laughs> don't you? She's absolutely not interested whatsoever. She prefers males. Oh, okay. She does. She's a male kind of gal. Yeah. Ellie, there. It's fine. Fine with me. Travel down the line for you. You know. You might want to reconsider this. That's because Barney's a guy. We think. We don't know. Yeah. Isn't Barney a guy? Okay. Good conversation. We'll end right there. Oh. <laughs> never doing this again. I thought it was a great idea. We'll take her for, take your daughter to work day. Did not work out. Uh, when do we get to meet Consuela? This, dragging this around isn't bad enough? My wife on one shoulder, my daughter on the other shoulder. Where's Lee Coe from Bellingham, state of Washington? Hi, Lee, how are you? There's no way I can get to you. You know that. Are you here for the Wisconsin-Wisconsin game? For the what? For 
friends, okay. Friends of Barney? <laughs> friends of Bill? What is too much to pay for a diamond? Where is John Svolos? Let's see it, John. Got it on you? Well, who's got the diamond in question? Oh, all right, let's have a look at that. Excuse me. Oops, pardon me. Okay. It's hard to do here. What'd you pay for that? I can't disclose. <laughs> can I uh, can you remove that and I'll have that appraised for you? Just oh, it slips off yet. You're not really convinced you want this, huh? Wow. That's very. How many carrots are in that? Oh, that's one carrot. Just well, it looks like a lot more. It's a very fancy yeah. setting there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a zircon. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very nice zircon. I'll, I'll give you five bucks for it. Right here now. I mean it. More than twice that. Did you? Okay. Well, then you did all right. No, it's very pretty. Are you, does that mean that you're engaged? Yeah. Yeah, we just got engaged. Congratulations. Isn't that nice? Just got engaged. <laughs> And when's the projected date? Uh, it's it's floating right now, somewhere in April or May. If it doesn't happen, who gets the ring? <laughs> it's gonna happen. I know that, but so you put it off a year or two, and and I'll still have the ring, I guess. How many of you say she gets the ring? How many of you say he gets the ring? All right, how many think I should take the ring and have it appraised? That's very nice. You know, I never got my wife an engagement ring. It's very romantic of you. You won that. She never wanted it. That's, the, that's, that's great. I mean, <laughs> you should have married my wife. Yeah, where is she? Maybe we can still work something out here. It's possible. Well, congratulations, John, is it? And. Good luck. Set a date, though, because they do tend to slip away if you don't, you know. Okay, we're going to tell you what we're going to do here. We're going to play the What Do You Know quiz. Honey, can I put you down for just a second? Just a second. Okay, I'll put you right here. No. Ordinarily, this would be a problem, of course, but I am doing a radio show. All right. We have to know who can and cannot participate in the quiz, which is about to occur. Can I get you to come down here, uh, Janet, and do the honors? What? Jennifer? I know he was wearing one. He was going out with a Janet at one time, too. Probably. Probably. Okay, the four disclaimers. One, all questions used on what do you know have been painstakingly researched, although the answers have not. Ambiguous, misleading, or poorly worded questions are par for the course. Listeners who are sticklers for the truth should get their own shows. Two, well, April showers bring May flies. Three, persons employed by American Public Radio or its affiliates are lucky to be working at all, let alone tying up the office phones trying to play the quiz. <laughs> Listeners who have won recently should sit on their hands and let someone else have a chance for a change. Four, all opinions expressed on what do you know are well-reasoned and insightful. Needless to say, they are not those of American Public Radio, its member stations, or lackeys. Anyone who says otherwise is itching for a fight. Well done. <laughs> Right here for a second. Okay, I'll put you back on the seat there. Okay. Okay. Put you back on the seat. Sit right down here. Okay, don't hang on me though, because I just gotta pick someone for the quiz now and I'll be right back, okay? Sit there. Did you eat all your candy bar? You want the rest of your candy bar? Here. Don't tell mommy. No, don't want that? Okay. Is your juicy? You want that? Okay, let's play the what do you know quiz. Who wants to play the quiz here? 
in our studio audience a chance for you to show what you know and how you learned it. I'll be right there, honey. Just let me. Just let me. I have to pick someone from the studio audience to get. You want to go with me? All right. All right. Can't believe you for a minute. All right. Let's see here. This is always a tough call. It's uh, you know everyone looks so deserving, so eager, and so intellectual. All right. This gentleman here in this uh, section here with a. Are you the guy from Point? Yes, I am. And I can tell by the Point T-shirt. I guess is. <laughs> That's how, how a student, it's not like people actually are, you can tell they're from Point. Right with the, the picture of the king on the front, uh, superimposed over the uh, university uh, main building. Trivia in Point. About that. Well, I don't think we'll pick you after all. <laughs> Didn't realize that was on your t-shirt there. Well, what is your name, sir? Uh, Patrick Sullivan. Patrick, are you from Stevens Point? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, originally? No, from Illinois. Oh, there you go. And I, I knew there was something in there. <laughs> so uh, you're, uh, when did you uh, migrate? Uh, eight years ago from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> this man is very complex. You know, you can't just take him at surface value. Uh, Patrick, give me one good reason why you should play this quiz. Well, in anticipation, I've been forcing myself to read USA Today and People magazine for two weeks. <laughs> I'm ready. Right. You're, you're too ready. <laughs> Come on, Patrick. Come on up here and take a chance. <laughs> Turn it up, play the clip. Come along, honey. Okay, have a seat, Ellie. Look at here's an armadillo. Here's an armadillo. We got this in, in Oklahoma. You want to play with this? You like that? Isn't that cute? It's furry. She can come and play with us if she wants. You can go play with the band there. Do you know anything? What numbers do you know? All right, I'll tell you, Patrick, how are you? Nice to have you here. Nice to oh, the here. microphone is pointed oh. towards her. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's adjust that for you. You're slightly taller. Thank you. And Patrick, uh, what do you do in real life? Uh, I'm a fifth grade teacher in uh, Wisconsin Rapids. Oh, all right. Aren't those fifth kids little, graders here? Aren't they a little big for fifth grade? Or, uh, must have flunked at least 14 years to be... Do you know those people? Or well, puberty hits early for some fifth graders. And, yeah, uh -huh. and for some, it never hits at all, apparently. Uh, and Patrick, and the fifth grade teacher teaches everything, right? Yeah, right, all subjects. Yeah, and so you should be well-versed in virtually anything that we uh, come across the, the, here. The perfect job for someone who really doesn't know much about any one topic, but a little bit about many. Yeah. Are you a creative teacher, Patrick? What? I try to be. Yeah. Try and be. How, what form does that take? Do you dress up as famous people in history? Uh, I do. Madam, I, Madam Curie or something like that? Uh, <laughs> try to do voices whenever I can to get their attention, to kind of wake them up. You do? Like, what voices do you do? Uh, just depends on the moment. Uh -huh. Depends on the moment. High well, voices, low voices. Here's a moment. Uh, what voice? What <laughs> okay, kids, let's get ready. We're going to have fun today. Kind of like Barney, right? Uh -huh. And the kids like that, or do they think uh, they're pretty... Well, they stare at me, and it gets their attention. Yeah. And then uh, an example of a low voice would be... Okay, kids, let's get serious now. Yeah. It's very good, Patrick, really. Uh, <laughs> I think if we did more of this in graduate school, we'd have a lot... Of, and maybe some of these people would eventually leave graduate school as a result, and be we'd be better off for it. And, uh, say, Patrick, uh, have you always taught uh, grade school? Have you had a series of careers? Or? A series of careers. Yeah. I uh, was an advertising manager for Kmart for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I sold pianos and organs. Uh, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. uh, 
She dropped her little toy in your foot, oh. Patrick. And oh. uh, then I was yeah. a... Uh, like that, huh? Then I was a uh, counselor for the handicapped in Peoria, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Then I went to graduate school to be a psychologist. Then I moved to Colorado and became a school teacher. Interesting. And then have you always then I moved used, to Wisconsin. Have you always used the name Patrick Sullivan? Uh, <laughs> Pat, Sully, Patrick. And I noticed that you actually have a chain filled with engagement rings <laughs> uh, around your neck. Did you meet a lot of women along the way? or uh, During my 20s, but that's another story. Okay. Are you married now, Patrick? Yes, or? I am. My, my yeah. wife is cringing. Uh, Oh, Back yeah. There. Yeah, she's the cringer around there. Okay, that's pretty obvious. And does she teach as well? or? Yes, she does. She teaches uh, preschool uh, in the public schools in Stevens Point. Do you think it's a good idea for teachers to mate? Or <laughs> <laughs> It's worked for us. It has. Okay, because I, I, I taught for eight years, and I couldn't think of one that I wanted to mate with, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but this was... No, I mean, because you'd bring your work home with you, is what I mean, you know? What I'm saying is you would never, you don't, isn't that not a problem? You don't teach in the same place. Uh, no, we teach in different cities, and yeah. that, that helps. Yeah, that helps quite a bit, I would think. Living in different cities would definitely help. <laughs> How does that work out, then? When, when do you meet? Uh, long about 5, 30, 6 o'clock. Oh, so they're not that far yeah. apart. Yeah, she's asleep when I leave in the morning. In fact, the first voice I hear every morning is Jim Packard. Well, he's there, too? Well... <laughs> yeah. At four, Team teaching. 4.58 every morning as I'm having my first cup of coffee before I go to the Y. Frightening. Good morning. This is Jim Packard. Ooh, boy, that would Wisconsin Public Radio. Send, you do Jim Packard, too, very well. Yeah. Along voice. with that, Deep that, voice. that high voice and the low voice, there's Jim Packard right in the middle voice. I, I can't do him justice. No, he can't either. <laughs> I, I don't think justice can be done him. No. Can. Lynching me. We mentioned Jim Packard six times, and the applause <laughs> time did not... All right, Patrick, since you're well-versed in everything, this is the perfect place for you. I'm sorry, honey. Did you lose that again? This armadillo? There you go. Try and hang on that way, please. Um, or I'll glue it to you like the other toys. <laughs> what? What? Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding, dear. You want this? You want your pacifier? You're too old for it anyway. What? Oh, clean your hand? Just excuse us for just a moment here. I have to clean her hand. You don't mind, do you, Patrick? Do you no. have kids, Patrick? Uh, yeah, five. You got five of them? Yeah. What ages are they? Uh, 18, 16, 14, 12, and 8. Boy, you were on a roll there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've traveled around. Yeah, I'll say. Boy, and are they scattered around the country? Or? Uh, no, they're all in point. Oh, that's great. That's a nice family. Uh, she's two. Remember that age? That's, uh, oh, yeah. So, so are they always like this? I mean, is this their personality, or is this subject to change? Uh, wait till they become teenagers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> As you can't tell, she's actually going to refuse to do everything in life, you know? Like, I really, I couldn't dress her this morning, I couldn't put her shoes on, I couldn't feed her. She want, had, she's watching nonstop Barney. Otherwise, you know, it's just, it's, it's impossible. And if she's like, if that's her personality, then we've got some, we've got some counseling, heavy counseling. <laughs> to do. All right, Patrick, you know how this works? Yes, I do. Someone out there plays along with you by dialing this number. 1-800-W-H-A-K-N-O-W. Oh, I forgot to do this. <laughs> well, let's see if this works out here. Okay. Here's a question. Thanks to advances in pig technology, you now need only one person for every how many sows? This is a pig farming question. I'll give you a hint. In the old days, it took about uh, one person per 100 pigs. 
That's a good hint, isn't it? In the new days, we want to know what has pig technology led to, or one person can... The word's not service, is it, Jim? <laughs> service works for me. I know it works for you, but is that what we're talking about here? Are we talking about... Not service. Farm. You say you farm a pig? Raise, raise a pig? Tend uh, a pig? Mia farrow a pig? <laughs> it's farrowing is involved, I know that. Anyhow, one person for how many pigs, according to pig technology? Uh, that's the phone. What do I do? Oh, yes. Okay, I'm just a little upset here because my daughter's right here and she's... Hi. Craig, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Are you in uh, pig technology? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, I suppose you would know at this point. What, what do you do, Craig? Um, I uh, do stained glass. Stained glass. Okay, yep. that's a far cry, isn't it? Are you doing stained glass right now? I am. What are you constructing? Uh, a stained glass window. Oh, how unusual. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, what is the motif? Oh, it's uh, sort of prairie style. Prairie style. So but it's a, but uh, a little more contemporary. Oh, I would think so. And you sell these at fairs? No, we have a store in Highland Park, Illinois. And what's it called? Uh, Mountain Light Glassworks. Mountain Light? Glassworks. Glassworks. And are we talking 25% off here or more? <laughs> um, sure, what the heck. We can make a deal. All right. According to Pig Technology Advances In, you, need now, uh, you now need one person for how many pigs? Craig. Oh, no, you're obviously not in pigs. <laughs> no, I looked around. There aren't any here. All right, thanks a lot, though, Craig. Thank you. Bye. Let's go to uh, anyone here from a farm background. Mark here is in Heston, Indiana. Where, where is Heston, Mark? It's near the tip of Lake Michigan, Michael. It is, and a lot of farming going on there? Well, here and there, yes, it is. It's a, quite a farming community, I guess. Oh, I guess. And do you farm? No, I do not. I garden. You garden? Any pigs in your garden? Not now, no. I have a Rottweiler in my garden, and I'll have to talk to her a little later, I guess. Okay. How many uh, pigs per person, thanks to advances in pig technology? I'm going to guess 1,000. No, I'm afraid that's still, still high. Well, thank you very much, Michael. Oh, thanks for trying. Let's, let's go to Ralph in Woodstock, Virginia. Hi, Ralph. Hi. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Do you ever grow any pigs? Uh, no, but I had friends that were pig farmers. Okay. There you go. There you go. And uh, what would your uh, appraisal be of this question? One person per how many sows? I'd say around 500. That's pretty close. It's 400. We're going to give it to you because oh. this could go on forever. <laughs> uh, Ralph, what line are you in? Oh, right there. I'm in uh, vacuum cleaners. Uh, alive. Are you vacuuming or are you selling them? No, I'm standing here at my counter waiting for customers. It's a rainy day. Oh, so you have a store. Is it a Eureka? Yeah. or What's that? Eureka. Uh, yeah, that's one of them. Oh, you sell a whole line of uh, vacuums. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Business picking up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go with some of the lines that I've heard. So. I'm I sorry? I work on sewing machines. You've never heard that one before? Oh, no, I've heard that one and some others. Oh, let's hear some of the others because <laughs> that's the only one I can think of. I also work on sewing machines. That keeps me in stitches. There we go. <laughs> Okay, Ralph, that's about enough of that, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of a slow day in Woodstock, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ralph, uh, you know how this works? Yeah, I've right. listened a long time. This is your partner here, Patrick. Hi, Hello, Patrick. Ralph. Hi, Ralph. And Patrick, ever been to Woodstock, Virginia? Any? Uh, no. Ring a bell? Woodstock. I've heard the name before, but uh, no, I don't connect was... it with Virginia. That's no, a different I was one. in Virginia. Yeah. 
Now, the biggest thing we ever had was when the quarry fell in. That was a rock concert. <laughs> this guy's pretty good, actually. Yeah, sharp. Really. We could take you out of the appliance business, put you right on radio at this, this moment, but you are, actually, so we're not doing anything different. All right, Ralph and Patrick, you know, you collaborate on this. What categories do we have, Jim? We have current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science, or odds and ends. Okay, um, Ralph, let's pick the first one. What would you like? Um, how about science? Okay, science. You having fun now? <laughs> this fun now? You're smiling. You still got the flower on your face from yesterday. <laughs> they painted the flower on her face in indelible paint at daycare, which I really appreciate. She'll grow out of it, I know. But All right, who has the more ferocious sex life, the lion or the koala bear? What do you think, Pat? Sorry you had to hear this, Ellie. Well, well, the obvious answer would be the lion, so let's not think about know. the obvious. But then again... How, how can you look at me and not think life. about the obvious? Well, uh, I, I'd say the bear. The koala bear? Yeah. Uh, what makes you think that, Ralph? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Those nature shows on TV always show these awful things these animals do. So, you know. on, on public television? Yeah, yeah. That's how they get their ratings. You know, they yeah, put animals that's right. on and they let them mate. That's what they do for ratings, I'm telling you. Yep. That's only during sweeps month. So. During sweeps, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree, Ralph. Uh, they look cute, but... <laughs> you're saying they're seething with passion underneath that? <laughs> so you're both saying koala. Yeah. Right. Boy, you guys are, couldn't be wronger. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, it's the lion. Uh, oh. A lion can mate up to 50 times a day. Uh, approaching Patrick's record across the country. <laughs> And uh, koalas, it's 40 seconds uh, three times a year. So, I don't... I, I, don't say, yeah, I was wrong. There's really no... Yeah, I don't know if that's married koalas or... <laughs> but that's apparently true. And Jim... Uh, that would be one wrong. Yeah, that would be wrong. Okay, so sometimes those cliches are true, and I guess he is king of the jungle more ways than one. So, <laughs> Patrick, uh, over to you. Current events, people, places, school, or odds and ends. Uh, how about places? Places it is, okay. All right, see if I can do this left-handed while she leans on my right. Which of the following do the French, do French workers not get? Which of the following do French workers not get? Do they not get paid not to have children? Do they, get, do they not get paid to have children? Or do they not get paid for 14 months each year? I don't know what I was thinking of when I wrote this. <laughs> could, could you repeat that, Michael? Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let me phrase it this way. One of these things... You know the French can made up to 50 times a day? <laughs> One of these things French workers don't get. All right? Okay. Is it paid not to have children? Is it paid to have children? Or is it paid for 14 months each year? Not get paid. In other words, they get paid 14 months for working 12. Oh. State job, we call it. <laughs> right. State job, we call it around here. But, yeah. well, what do you think, Ralph? Oh, my. Well, I, I have friends that live in Switzerland, and they almost get paid to have children in Switzerland. Okay. Um, but 
our record isn't very good on that kind of thing. So, <laughs> so what are you leaning toward? One of these things the French workers did not get. Is it paid not to have children, paid to have children, or paid for the 14-month year? 14-month uh, year, maybe, Ralph? Okay. No, no, wait, wait, no wait. The, the audience is saying no on that one. No, how, about, how about they get paid to have children? No, they're saying no on that. Get paid not to have children? I don't know. Uh, now this What's is, it going to uh, be, gentlemen? We have to call time on this. Which Should we go with the audience? Oh, that's right. For, for, 14, uh, 14 months, Ralph? Okay. Uh, 14 months. No, I'm sorry. It's paid not to have children. They get... Uh, it's a good thing I don't have to ring the bell because I can't find it. Ellie was... <laughs> Ellie was playing with it, and then, no, there was a different bell here. See the bell here? Well, probably won't need it anyway. Uh, <laughs> that would be uh, none right and two wrong. All right. These guys are, are smart. They're too smart for this quiz, <laughs> what it is. You know, it's, it's beneath them, so it's hard to work that way. Let's, uh, what, what remains? Let's Jim? go back to Ralph for current events, people, school, or odds and ends. Okay. Ralph, what will it be? Let's try current events. Current events, current events. There it is. All right, a Japanese biologist claims he has raised a white magnolia from a seed. What's so unusual about that? It's a current event. Made all the newspapers, USA Today, five <laughs> weeks in a row. People was in there, uh, 20, uh, last 20 issues, I think. Uh, I Japanese must... biologist claims he has raised a white magnolia from a seed. What is so unusual about that? So what happened to those questions like, which way is up? You know, <laughs> uh, maybe magnolias aren't aren't raised from seeds. You want to try this around? Uh, what's your approach on this? Maybe something unusual about either the magnolia, the seed, or the biologist. I guess would be a three possibility. Well, maybe maybe they, are they normally are they normally white? That's another possibility. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> well, I guess that's not right. Perhaps something unusual about the seed. Uh, something unusual about the seed. Was it genetically uh, fertilized? Um. Could be, you know, something about the seed. Uh, let's look at the seed for a moment here. Perhaps there was uh, something about the seed that made it, perhaps they wouldn't expect it to have grown. Is that possible? How old was the seed? How old was the seed? All right, so how oh. old was the seed? Let's work at that. How old was the seed? Was the, uh, Trees come from seeds. Good. We're making... <laughs> the audience is free associating now, which is not... It's usually not part of it. Not real helpful, no. yeah. Oh. What about the age of the seed, Ralph? It was very old. What very, would you very consider old. very old, Ralph? How old is very old? Yeah, to you. <laughs> How old are you, Ralph? Uh, I'm 30, oh, let's see. I'm 36. 36, yeah. okay. Would you consider that very old? Well, that would be just old. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not But for a old. seed, what would be very old? Century. Century? Would yeah, definitely centuries. Cent two centuries? 2,000 years? That's right. 2,000 so. years old. <laughs> Unbelievable. 2,000 years old. Unbelievable. See, if I don't give him this question, I got a schlepper around the audience again. And it's, it's just killing me. So it's not altruistic at all. Uh, Jim, what's the score? One right and two wrong. Okay. So you need to wipe your, wipe your hands there? Here, here's a napkin. Learn how to use it. 
That's good. Here, I'll get it for you. Okay. Did you, what was the score, did you say? It's uh, one right and two wrong. Okay, so it's back to uh, Patrick, Patrick, isn't it? Patrick, for people, school, or odds and ends. Okay. I better try school. School it is. This is something you should be teaching in school. All right, if it's Tuesday, how long does ephemeral last? Ephemeral, the word ephemeral. Ephemeral? Ephemeral? Ephemeral, the word ephemeral. <laughs> so, you make mistakes, too. Now, that wasn't a mistake. I just didn't hear it. Well, what do you think, Ralph? Yes. I oh, don't know. I don't even know what murky. that means. Isn't that awful? Ephemeral. Uh, ephemeral. Did I say ephemeral? <laughs> <laughs> it makes all the difference. Yeah. How long, what, what does ephemeral mean, actually? If you could pronounce it, what would it mean? Uh, How did you get so much chocolate? Any idea, Ralph? No. E-F-F. Uh, could you repeat the question one more time, please? No, uh, no, I'm afraid oh, uh, I, I lost it. As soon as you get the, down with the chocolate. There's chocolate all over the question now, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, she had a little chocolate, chocolate on there. How, if it's Tuesday, how long does ephemeral last? It's Tuesday. Until what day of the week? Um, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. Does, a, does ephemeral, Ralph, maybe mean a fleeting? Um, so it would be over the same day. Tuesday, perhaps? If it, it is Tuesday. If it is Tuesday, it yeah. would still be Tuesday. So ephemeral would last till when? It's, it would just last. Wednesday? Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday is right. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> Way to problem solve, guys. Thank you. What's, Thank you, Ralph. What's the score now? That's two right and two wrong. Okay. It actually means, it, last, it literally means lasting for one day. Did you know that? No. I didn't either. Good guess. Can you pronounce it? I had no idea. It was, I never used the word in conversation. Now I will. Just in short conversations. Lasting I a day or less. I could a dictionary. That's what I'm talking about. Well, you were spelling it EFF. That was the problem. <laughs> I heard that. Do you want this anymore? Do you want your Barney instead? What's the score, Jim? Two right. Too wrong. Okay, you get it right, you win, get it wrong, you lose. Very fabulous uh, moment for you. <laughs> um, and what's, what remains? People and odds and ends. All right, what's it going to be? Ralph. Well, uh, well, let's try odds and ends. Okay. <clears throat> Things getting any busier around there, Ralph? Oh, no, no. As a matter of fact, I can see people driving away that didn't even come in. Lighting <laughs> <So. laughs> day. You think you'll sell, uh, you know, one of those... Uh, uh, bags or something today, or? Oh, I've sold some bags, yeah. Today? Already? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's early yet. They might pick up. I don't mean to say that again. It's yeah, just well, that's, it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of the hotel guests who lock themselves out of their rooms, what percentage are in various stages of undress? <laughs> According to uh, John Tulane, who's, who's done this, as, as I recall. Where was that, John? The Sheraton? The Hilton in Chicago. The Hilton. And uh, thank God for large potted palms, is all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, not so large potted palms. <laughs> Short palms. A little palm would work, actually. Uh, of all the hotel guests who lock themselves out of their rooms, what percentage are in various stages of undress, according to a survey, 20%, 40%, or 60%? I would estimate probably be the middle one. Ma'am, have you done this? <laughs> she has? Were you in a various stage of undress, if I might inquire? You were? Okay. What hotel was that? I don't know. We were in Liverpool. In Liverpool. Where are you staying this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Ramada? No? Okay. 
Uh, 20%, 40%, or 60%? How are you guys leaning? Well, 60 sounds a little high, Ralph. I know. I was wondering about the middle. How about 40%? Mm, middle, uh, maybe. No, no. How about 20, then? 20. Are you leaning towards 20, Ralph? Yeah, let's, let's go with 20. How do you feel, Patrick? Do you trust him, well, or do you trust no, these people? These total strangers. Don't trust me. Ralph really came through. On How many of you locked place? yourself out of hotel rooms at some point in your life? No, applaud. Remember, I told you you had to applaud. <laughs> How many of you were in a various stage of undress? Does, what does what kind of percent do you see there, Pat? What uh, stage was it, man? I'm sort of curious. <laughs> I can't tell if it's 20 or 40. This doesn't 40. mean, were you 20% undressed, 40%? <laughs> this means, of those people, how many of them were in that? And so you're leaning towards... Uh, they could have gone to the pool and come back. Ralph, that's true. Ralph says 20. Well, let's, well how about if we go to 40? Do you want to win, or do you want... We want to win, so let's go to 20. All right. Go, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it is 20, I'm just 20 saying... 20 sounds... Do you uh, want to win or not? 20 sounds good to me. And so what do you agree on? I'd say 20. 20% 20. is right. Congratulations. You pulled it off. It shouldn't have happened, but it did. Really unbelievable. I just can't believe this. Isn't it amazing what yeah. you can do when you work with some, you know, just cooperate? Yeah. And, uh, and what have they won, Jim? Well, Ralph will be able to time warp himself back to the 50s with the group Big Daddy as they render such hits as Like a Virgin, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for in the inimitable 50s doo-wop style from Rhino Records. Patrick will be smart, stylish, and politically, politically correct in a luxurious sweatshirt with the authentic Native American design and the question, Jagujita Pettis, which is what do you know in Ho-Chunk, the Winnebago language, from Wintex, Winnebago textile printing. Each of you have won a copy of Ken Eichenbaum's The Toilets of New York, complete with walking and trotting maps from literary books. And you can retain that glow with our own What Do You Know yo-yo. Congratulations to you, Patrick. Thank you. Nice job. Patrick, great to have you here. Congratulations. Thank you. And Ralph, nice playing there. Thank you very much. Did a good job, and I'm sure it perked up your day. Would you hang on for just a second? I'll make sure you get that neat stuff. Okay, doke. What do you know will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Pabst Theater? Tickets are available at 414-278-3663. That's on May 15th. 414-278-3663. We're ready for a change here. John Tooling, Jeff Eccles.
the dead cat wants to meet you, you can find him along with a fish pin and dozens of useless items in our What Do You Know catalog. Call us at 1-800-383-9772 for your free copy. What Do You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for American Public Radio. Michael Feldman, producer. This is APR, American Public Radio.
been too talkative today, have you? you like talking? From Evanston, Illinois, to Brooklyn, New York, it's What Do You Know with Michael Feldman from APR, American Public Radio. That's John Tulin at the piano and Jeff Eccles on bass. I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, thanks for the memos, the What Do You Know quiz, and a salute to Elmira, New York. Support for What Do You Know comes from American Public Radio affiliate stations and the American Public Radio Program Fund. What Do You Know is made possible in part by Wisconsin Tourism and Seymour, Wisconsin, home of the world's largest hamburger. And for free statewide vacation information on Wisconsin, the playground of the Midwest, it's 1-800-432-TRIP. And tell them Michael said to call. Now, the man who believes the culturgist is in the gesamtevert, Michael Feldman. Well, I forgot the memos, Jim. I couldn't get them in the changing bag because we have... Oh, it was pretty full. Yeah, it's full of other stuff. You can't schlep everything, so uh, next week we'll do the memos. We'll do the memo? Okay, yeah, so we'll just skip it. This we do have Barney here, though, and uh, here's how this old man goes. You can do that, though. The knick-knack paddywhack. No, this is I Love You, You Love Me, the famous theme, which Bob Dole is singing these days, I might add. And that was the Bob Dole joke. I finally got it in there, yeah. Yeah, can you sing that? I love you, you love me? No, okay, I didn't think so. All right, so uh, ordinarily we would have, we're encouraging, I'm, my daughter is here today because we are encouraging men to bring their daughters to work because women are doing it this week. It's national. Take your daughter to work. Bring your daughter to work or something week uh, sponsored by the uh, Ms. Foundation in New York City and, of course, uh, the, hair, the hair people. Air Club of America people are doing it too for the men's side. And uh, so we encourage you to take your daughter to work wherever it may be. And uh, are some of you going to do this this week, by the way? Take your daughters to work? How many of you are, have parented a daughter? Would you applaud if you're parents? This is your take your daughter to work. Are any of you going to do that now? Am I inspirational or have I warned you that what could happen? If I was working at a nuclear plant, for example, this could have been a disaster. She pulls the, the knobs on the equipment and pulls my headphones off. And... None of you are going to do it. Okay, I like that spirit. Yeah. What? Last week. Took her last week. You took her last? Where do you work, sir? Uh, University of Wisconsin, In what capacity? My teacher. And so she came with you to your class as you taught? It was a snow day. Yes. <laughs> it was a snow day. Well, that's not quite the spirit of the thing, sir. Now, we encourage you to do that, and you can see what can happen there. Just bring a lot of fishes and uh, chocolate bars, Kit Kat chocolate bars, if they're two years old and there's not much you can do. And bring a change, by all means. For, your, for yourself, too, I could use one, because she won't leave me. Okay. Enjoying the fish? Okay. Okay, don't say I never took you to the show. Here's a little number you're going to enjoy from John Tuling and Jeff Eccles.
Thank you. You're listening to What Do You Know on APR, American Public Radio. Blanky? Need the blanky with us? You okay without it? Okay. We're going to go in the audience again. Oh, I forgot the cars now. See, you're flustering me. You got me all flustered. You want the cards? Oh, you want your blanky. Okay. Recognize that tune? Isn't that cute? It's the I Love You song. Or the I Love Me song, as Ellie likes to sing it. I love me. You love me. Uh, here's an interesting question. How can I get rid of the ghost that haunts my apartment? Where is uh, Jane? Let's, um, Jane, can you meet me at the end of the aisle there? Because uh, I don't think I can get through. An actual ghost? Have you seen this thing? It's walked through me. The ghost has walked through you? Yes, when I was walking into the kitchen eating lunch, told my dishes away, this thing just kind of came through me and my whole body tingled. Something... <laughs> rather weird experience. Is it a student apartment by any chance? Yes, it is. Um, a lot of ghosts probably walking through there. Now, this, uh, what do the ghosts look like? Um, it was just a white figure, nondescript, no gender, very blank. Uh, I think I've met him. Uh, <laughs> uh, was, that's very interesting. And have you seen this ghost before? No, but we've had lights turn off and on, alarms go off and on during different times. My roommates had him try to strangle her one night and just different things like that, kind of weird. Is that true? All right, some in your dreams. Missing. Things are missing, like one of everything is missing. One of everything? Like what? One of well, what? Glasses, coasters, um, dishes, things like that will just be missing one thing. Why don't you move? Has that ever occurred to you? I mean, <laughs> we are. We're graduating, so we're moving out. Uh, is that be listed in the lease? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So someone's going to sublet a ghost-infested, uh, it, does it scare you? Um, sometimes. If we think about it too much, we get scared. But he has his own bedroom, so we just kind of keep his door closed. <laughs> All right. And does he pay rent, or is he just... No, he lives there for free, unfortunately. He's a freeloader, basically. Yeah. Living in a room there. Have you asked anyone about the history of the apartment and what that um, might be? It was rumored that it used to be a supermarket, and the man who owned the supermarket hung himself when he lived up there. So oh, no. we don't know, though. We're going to check it out after we leave there. Was that, what, what supermarket? Was that the old Kroger's over there? I'm not sure. It's over on the corner above Schooner's Bar, if you know where that is. That must have been the Kroger's, wasn't it? I bet it was the guy who ran the meat section. Boy, he should have... <laughs> He should have hung himself. You should have seen our meat. <laughs> well, I hope you worked. That's very interesting, though. Have you, have you tried calling one of these uh, TV shows? You know, you could no, get some notoriety. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Maybe when we leave. No, do it now. <laughs> they pay big bucks for stuff like this. Oh, okay. If you could induce them to walk through you again, you could make Donahue <laughs> or something like that. Or... Okay, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. Or hard copy, one of those things, right? Current affair. Unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mysteries. There you go. Let me know what happens on okay, it. Okay, I'll do that. Because you've got two weeks here before you leave, right? Yeah. Do it quick. Okay. That's a cool story. Anyone else have an infestation of a uh, spiritual nature that I can help with? <laughs> yes. I was at, I, oh, you're the woman who was naked outside her room. <laughs> semi-naked, only semi-naked. Okay, right. And uh, how did you resolve that situation? I had to go down and get the manager to open, to open the door for me, and then I found out that wasn't my room. That's why I couldn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> so there you were, semi-clad, trying to get into the wrong room. Right, exactly. And I called other people in the hotel that I didn't know to try to help me find my room, but with no luck. <laughs> and 
And the few clothes you were wearing weren't yours either, were they? No, they, they were my clothes. But, you know, when you're in a different hotel room every night, you kind of forget where you are. <laughs> that wasn't the way. You're talking about my spirituality, huh? <laughs> Takes one to know one, I guess. <laughs> and what is your name, just so we know for future reference? Karen Pulaski. How, how did the manager handle that? Was he discreet about it, a gentleman or a gentlewoman, as the case may be? He was a man, and he was very nice, and he understood my problem, and he said he could well understand how this could happen. And he did. we eventually found my room. <laughs> After a few drinks. And a... All right, well, thank you very much for sharing. That was a very interesting question. It was not a spiritual infestation, but it was pretty cool. Let's see. Uh, how do you tell a boy snake from a girl snake? That's easy. The boy snake never asks for directions, that's it. Uh, why can't I say hi to my sister? Is this the same, same, oh yes, we've talked to you about several times already. Why can't you say hi to your sister? We don't usually do that type of communication. He's home waiting to hear from me. Have you heard of the phone service? You can actually pick up an instrument in your home and dial someone who lives elsewhere. Like, what's your sister's name? Donna. Uh, Janie says, hello, okay? All right, fine. We saved you a dollar twenty-seven. Well, MCI would be a dollar twenty-six. Why do we have to pay four dollars for parking to come to your show? Well, everyone's complaining about something today, aren't they? Where is Bernie uh, Hopner? Hi, Bernie. How are you? Would you like to hold a wet child for another hour? I don't mind. I'm a grandma. Really? Here, you want to go with grandma? No. 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 Couldn't convince her. Bernie, uh, short for Bernice, I presume? Bernadine. Bernadine, what a pretty name. And uh, grandma and babysitter, how, how uh, old are the ones you babysit for? Uh, three and uh, four months. Yeah. So yeah. is she going through all the right developmental stages? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few. <laughs> but now at three, they start getting very positive and, and helpful again, don't they? Do they? <laughs> but at by four, I'm sure they reverse that entirely, and they're very cooperative, aren't they? <laughs> I don't think so. They have their own minds. Well, by 18, I would think that they would really... They really have their own minds. <laughs> so it never gets better at any point. <laughs> no, you just enjoy them at every point. Okay, fine. I'm going to leave her with you for just a little while here. And see if... No, I'm not. Honey, I was just kidding. Dear, I was just... Oh, honey, I was kidding. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Come on. Give me a smile. Yes, I love you. you know that. And your question is about the parking. Outrageous? Well, they told me it was free. I could come f for free. Everything's free. And then we park, and they want $4. <laughs> Where are they parking? The show, I mean, we could charge you twenty-seven fifty to walk in here, and uh, we don't, you know, so that $4, you can probably write that off on your taxes, entertainment. Well, would you give me a slip? Yeah, I'll write you, I'll write you a receipt on a disposable, as a matter of fact, and, <laughs> with you and just present that. Great, disappearing. Take that to the tax man. I'm sure he'll be impressed. Well, I'm sorry about that. Jim, pay the 4 bucks back, will you? Sure, I've got it. Jim Packer will leave that four bucks out of his own pocket. All right. Let's see. Forklift operator and foot reflexologist. Now there's an interesting combination. It must be quite an interesting guy. Where is uh, Gary? Gary, uh, oops. Would you hand me that blankie, please? I can't bend over. Oh, you all right? Your seat went up when you got up there. I hate it when that happens. I almost had a terrible tragedy here. She's tried to get back in her seat then after it had gone up. But, uh, where is the forklift driver and reflexologist? Kuzinski. I was going to say that. Excuse me. Here, honey, just sit on this for a minute. Whew, that's good. Okay. Forklifting's my full-time job. 
and I do body work part-time. Not with the same instrument, I presume. No, no, with my hands. And uh, interesting, how did you get into one or the other? Uh, well, forklifting, that was my job. And uh, I got through some friends and uh, some lectures and all that. And I just took the courses and got certified. And can you make a, like a living doing uh, footwork? Uh, not in Amherst, Wisconsin. <laughs> Where do most of your feet come from? Uh, Stevens Point. You walk, you walk all the way to Amherst? It's not that far, is it? And what is the basic theory about it? everything is in your feet? Right, you got zones that run through your body, and they all come out or <clears throat> are lying through your feet, and by massaging those areas, the whole body gets massaged, you know, the glands, the muscles, and it relieves tension and improves circulation. In a well, nutshell. Sounds good, actually, and I wish we had the time to do it here, but uh, I'm going to. Is there a chart that I could. Can you do this to yourself? Yeah, you can do self uh, reflexology. Yeah. There's books out. And there's not needles or something that you use for probes? Nope, just your hands. Uh, and it changes your entire uh, aspect. It relaxes you. It does. It makes you feel better. Do you have someone to ever meet someone whose feet uh, didn't lead to any rest of, the, of their body? Uh, not yet. They're all connected. Very interesting. Well, it's nice to have you here. I like to. Has he worked your feet? Oh, definitely. Every week. Really? And it makes a difference? A lot of difference. For someone who's on their feet all day, especially. Well, how does he work, work your feet if you're on them all day? Well, I get off them so he can work them. <laughs> Very interesting. We'll have to experiment with that. And what is the other stuff that you do besides feet? You do something else. I do a spinal touch, which is a real realignment of the spine and relaxing the uh, tight muscles. And I do massage, sports, Swedish combinations. And Swedish comes what? With the Danish and the, <laughs> and the cocktail? No, that's a light massage. That's a fairly light massage. Okay, so we'll be back to you either for the forklifting. I wish you had your forklift here, actually. It'd make this a lot easier. <laughs> and the reflexology. I always wonder what that was. I saw it on matches one time, but I didn't know what that was. Yes, you okay, honey? Four. No? All right. Uh, I'll put you down a little bit, okay? You want to walk around? You can walk around the room and meet people. Want to? No? Want to stay with your daddy? Is it true that you like your daddy best? <laughs> Is that true? That was not yes. You saw it here. You're, you want to meet these people here in the front row? There's some nice people over here, came from Omaha. Want to meet them? Come on with me, you can walk with me. Yeah, this would be nap time ordinarily. <laughs> for me, not for her. <laughs> Where are the folks from Omaha, are you? Harriet, Harriet Major. Harriet, how are you, nice to meet you. And uh, you, I'm a big fan. We have a fan club in Omaha, two of us. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> My son, Jamie, he's listening and recording this. Hi, Jamie. And, uh, Hi, Barb. Hi, John. Hi, Jim. Hi, Nancy. Nancy's here. Lori, Sue. Let's see, you want me to go on? No. And those are all, the, the other ones don't belong to the fan club, though. Just Jamie and I belong. Just two of you, yeah. Nancy, we recruited. Uh-huh. And we recruited people in Madison and in Milwaukee. Right. And where else have we been that we've been? That's it. <laughs> And what are the do? Are there dues involved? Or no, it's voluntary. Uh -huh. <laughs> Nonprofit. You force people to join, but I mean, if, if you, is there a, a newsletter or is there? What does the club? Oh, that's a good idea. That's a real good. Maybe we can do that. Do you need some personal items or? Love them. Clippings. Yeah. Hair clippings, fingernail clippings, that sort of thing. <laughs> sweat. Would you like sweat from? I got some too. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Well, that sounds like a great thing. I wish you a lot of luck in that. What do you do when you're not uh, collecting uh, Michael Feldman memorabilia? Well, I'm a psychologist. <laughs> So uh, this is, is this a clinical thing then? This whole, well, this fascination. Thanks. This is real nice advertising. <laughs> um, I have an office. You do feet? Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm real interested in that. Um, I have my office in my home, and um, I have clients of all different types, you know, ages, sexes, everything. That would make sense, and you are actually working with people, in other words. <laughs> right. You come in all those weights and, and everything. Yes, uh-huh. You're in the right business, because you know something about people. I can see that. And it's great to have you. Your name again is? Uh, Harriet Major. Harriet Major, a major fan from Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> you all right? Jim, what can we contribute to the Harriet Major Michael Feldman fan club? I would like to give her a three-bottle variety pack of Wollersheim's fine wines from a winery just down the road in Prairie du Sac. Okay? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and, and what else, Jim? And I would like to give you as well a uh, basket of fruits, gourmet coffee, teas, nuts, cheeses, and chocolates from wow, Brightwood that's Cottages. Great. But wait. <laughs> Oh, wait, there's more, isn't there, Jim? There should be a little music accompanying that, and so we've got the CD or cassette, whichever you prefer, of the What Do You Know band with the hits in B, G, F, and E. Well, that's e. great, too, Jim, but there's still one item that I'm sure you haven't neglected right, I've to I've been holding this back. It's the milk chocolate cow from Wilmar Chocolate. Well, that's good, too, Jim, and yet there's still one item. It's the Michael Feldman Fan Club. It's the Michael Feldman Fan Club banner? No, that we don't have that, do we? <laughs> Something associated. How about with the, the how about the what do you know book on tape? There you go. The what do you know book on tape, which comes to you from just a minute now, just a minute. Simon and Schuster. Simon and Schuster. <laughs> there you go. All that just being the only fan, one of two fans in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice to have you here. This gentleman here. Uh, we have a gentleman who I could have sworn was Garrison Keeler until he stood up. Uh, you, your name, sir, is Darren Hagen. Darren, do you get the resemblance thing quite often? Yes, I just tell people I'm his evil twin. <laughs> the suspenders, did you wear them before him? <laughs> no, uh, I'm a big admirer of his, and I try to emulate him. You certainly can't tell that from the way you dress or anything like that. <laughs> what, what do you like uh, about Garrison Keillor? What about him uh, appeals to you in particular? Uh, his flair for regional humor. And what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> Flair for, I don't live in a region. I don't. This is not regional humor. We're here. You're here. You're here. Okay, that's true. Can you imagine Garrison Keillor lugging a two-year-old around the audience? Actually, this is the first time I've ever seen your show live, and I just think it's going to start dressing like me, or what? <laughs> I'm considering it. Nice to have you here. And your name again, sir, is Hagen. Hagen. Is that your first name or your last name? Last name. Or you can call me Darren. Darren. Nice to meet you, Darren. I hope you. See you again sometime. Nice to have you all here. We are going to play the What Do You Know quiz because I feel we should. So if you'd like to play the quiz, here's your chance. You missed out the first time. Here's your chance to recoup that loss simply by raising your hand and uh, letting me uh, know that you are indeed a living, breathing person who wishes to play the quiz. It's a very 
Yeah, honey, we're getting up. You want your juicy? I'll be back there in just a minute, hon. And we'll get it. This is uh, your juicy? Yes, we'll get you your juicy. Just hang on just a second. Always so difficult. Weren't there more people who wanted to play originally? <laughs> this is going to be hard now. Maybe some back here in the back section. I don't know. People, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's just a difficult proposition. You never know because there's always someone who's heartbroken if you don't choose them. And uh, let's see, whose heart uh, don't I want to break? Let's go over here and. Uh, uh, all right. No, maybe. I'll tell you what, this woman down here sitting in this aisle right here. Yes, from Mankato State. Would you come down here, ma'am, please? Your number is up. How are you? Well, I'm just fine. How are you, Michael? I'm fine, thank you. And you are? I'm Suzanne Bunkers from Mankato, Minnesota. Suzanne Bunkers from Mankato. And Suzanne? My daughter. Hi, how are you? What's your name? Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Good. Good to see you. And uh, Suzanne, give me one good reason why you should play this What Do You Know quiz. We drove all the way from Mankato, Minnesota <laughs> just to come here and see your show. And we already bought three T-shirts. Wow. I bought one for my dad because really? he's not here. Included in the three? The one for your dad? Yeah. Okay, well, let's... Huh? <laughs> We're turning a profit on this one. What the heck? Come on, Suzanne. Sure, bring her up. What the heck? This is Ellie. That's uh, Rachel. Yeah. That's her dinosaur. And that's Rachel and Suzanne. Ellie? Hi, Ellie. Hi, Barney. Oh, there goes <laughs> Look, Barney. Barney bit the dust. Yeah. That was no accident either. <laughs> you, find, you pick him up six or seven times in a row, you realize she wanted to drop it, and that was the whole point. And so, Suzanne, what'd you do with my pen, Ellie? Oh, there it is. Okay, here's your juicy, honey. You want that? Okay. Suzanne, tell me about yourself. Well... I teach for a living. Another teacher, I guess. <laughs> All right, so I, I can pick them out, I guess, out, out of a lineup. You can I think. Pick them. I teach um, English at Mankato State University. Oh, you do. Yep. And uh, what is your area of expertise? American lit. American lit. Any particular century? Well, what's happening right now? Thirteenth century, fourteenth century. <laughs> I love thirteenth century American lit about the best because <laughs> it's kind of a light. It's a light read. Uh, well. <laughs> Actually, I went to school here in Madison, so oh, well, I should probably say all American lit in case anybody who was my teacher is listening. <laughs> that wasn't your apartment with a ghost walking through, ah. was it? There's something happened in there that you... We're innocent on that one. Did you live on Gilman Street at any time? Oh, I lived almost everywhere. I lived on East Mifflin for a while, South Park, way there out on the west end of town. A lot of ghosts around town. A lot of ghosts. <laughs> and uh, within that framework of American literature, is there like one individual that is your passion in American lit? Mm, well, it's not Herman Melville, I'm sorry to say. Uh, yeah. I wrote my thesis on Catherine Ann Porter. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I've heard of her, From yes. the South. Wrote yes. about southern stories particularly and mm -hmm. wrote a novel, Ship of Fools, that made her a lot of money very mm -hmm. late in life. Mm -hmm. And do you find that having this, uh, this passion, uh, this teaching kind of quench that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it all depends. Right now I'm teaching a class on uh, literary theory, and so it, what happens is everybody asks questions all all class every class about why do these people sit around criticizing literature and who do they think they are to say anything about it. Right. So we have a good time, yeah. We, we kind of do away with a lot of literature in terms of 
Got a oh, lot of nerve. Yeah, and we got a lot of nerve. Mankato there. State is a school? Mm-hmm. Part of the state you? universities. Yeah. How, how big a school is that? About 16,000. Oh, that's a pretty big school, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a good size. Sounds great. And uh, Rachel, where are you now in school? You're in first grade. How's that working out? Good. Pretty good? <laughs> are you looking forward to the next, are you at the end of first grade now? Yeah. So you're getting to be like an older student now, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have a subject that you like at school? or? I like math. You like math. Well, that's great. That's great. What, what are you studying in math right now? Mm-hmm. Numbers, <laughs> number things, and <laughs> series of numbers that are added and divided. We you, did that one. Oh, subtraction's Sorry, old hat, Mom. Try and stay contemporary, will you please? <laughs> so, I'm an English major. I don't know enough about it. I that's guess. right. It's nice to know that uh, there's also other genes in the family pool. Yeah. You know, because yes. You like math too? You like math, honey? You know what math is? <laughs> yeah, you'll find out soon. You don't know what a bath is. That's obvious. <laughs> All right, Suzanne. You know how this works. Someone out there collaborates uh, with you. Yes. Somewhere along the line. And Jim, what is the number they would call to do that? Uh, that number is one eight hundred W H A K N O W. Okay. What year were you here at school? So you're from 75 through 80. Oh, you're a youngster. I was gone by then. <laughs> you were out of there, huh? Yeah. I was well, here back in the good old days when you didn't have to go to class, you know, because <laughs> shut it down, you know. <laughs> then you just go home. It was great. They shut it down. Here's the, the question. Let's see how this uh, works now. Uh, sales of canned tuna in drugstores is the subject. Uh, it, the sales, I want you to know, the sales of canned tuna in supermarkets have declined, but the sales of canned tuna in drugstores has skyrocketed, increased. I want to know how much did sales of canned tuna in drugstores increase over the past year? If you know, give us a call here at, uh, what's the number again, Jim? It's 1-800-W-H-A-K-N-O-W. What's an easy way of remembering that? Wano. Or whack now. All right. Your choice. Give us a call here. Canned tuna sales in drugstores. How many, just, I, I read this summer, I couldn't quite believe it. How many of you have bought canned tuna in a drugstore? Would you applaud, please? Wow, that's amazing. Did you go there for the canned tuna, or did you? You did. Is it cheaper in a drugstore? What section do they put that in with the, oh, they have a food section. I didn't realize that. You get edibles there. The rest of you... That's very interesting. All right, sales of canned... It's not fascinating. Sales of canned tuna in drugstores have increased by a whopping what percentage? Let's go to uh, uh, John in Missouri, Rolla, Missouri. John, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. What's, uh, what's happening this weekend? Anything? Uh, getting ready for finals, just studying. Uh, are you in college? I presume? Yeah, this is the university town. I'm uh, in the university. Yeah, and what are you studying hardest for at this moment, John? Uh, well, I'm getting my degree in mechanical engineering... Uh, so, just getting ready for finals, all classes. Okay, give me a sample of something you, you should know for this final. Um, uncertainty analysis. And what is that? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> well, then I think you've got it, really, if you don't. If you're not sure, I think that's the answer. Put that in your blue book and sign my name to it, and you've, you've got something there. All right, John, uh, sales of canned tuna and drugstores have increased by what percentage over the past year? Uh, you going to give me a plus or minus range to hit here? Yes, I'll give you a... Uh, I'll try 70%. Okay. No, that's, that's high, but it's within 20%, and I'm going to give it to you. Well, thank you. For no particular reason, John, I just like you. Well, thank you. And uh, that's close enough, because the stupid question, anyhow, yes, they've increased by... More and more people are buying their canned tuna in drugstores, apparently. 
uh, for some reason. We don't know why. It doesn't sound appealing, actually, something you buy in, you know, next to suppositories or something. And then, you know, it's an odd thing to do, but someone had a brilliant idea in marketing. Uh, Suzanne, this is John. Hi, John. Hi, Suzanne. And uh, John, is, uh, are you going to be, uh, do you have a job lined up after graduation? Or? Um, not at all. No. I actually won't graduate until December, but oh, well. uh, that still gives me time, I guess. All right. How was your field as far as employment? Uh, well, pretty good compared to everything else now, which is bad, but it's pretty good. It's employable, I suppose. It's that uncertainty principle once again, huh? I guess. I'm hoping the show will help. Well, I'm not sure either about that. We'll see. John and Suzanne, you collaborate on this, as you know, and John will let you pick the first category. What would you like? Uh, how about things I should have learned in school? Things you should have learned in school. Okay. What's the matter, honey? Your fish are on the floor. Can you get your fish for me? Yeah, can you reach your fish, Rachel? Umber is what color again? Umber. Suzanne, you want to take that one? <laughs> I thought you wanted that one, John. <laughs> it's one of these things you hear a lot, oh, like fuchsia, and you always wonder what Umber. Hmm. Rachel. We just got that box of 96 Crayola crayons. <laughs> you know they still have umber is? in there? Is that, oh. <laughs> that, must have been, that must have been one umber. of those that they stopped, huh? Umber. If you know, please uh, don't shout it out because you could be wrong and embarrass yourself. Umber is mm. what color again? Well, I know amber is kind of a goldish color. Umber. Let's, let's try a yellow color then. Umber? It sounds like amber. Does it sound no? Kind of, maybe it's, well, the umber might be darker, darker don't help. you think? Darker, yeah, darker. Well, like take really a, dark, take really a, dark. Take a gut feeling, just take a stab at it here. Oh, kind of like a, a really kind of a darkish, grayish, brownish, blackish color. <laughs> Would you accept that from your students? <laughs> well, it depends. Catherine on, Ann Porter was kind of a writer. Everything's dancer, so relative. Everything's so relative. <laughs> Wrote poems, plays, or something along those lines. Do we have to be more specific? Well, yeah. What color is it? <laughs> John, any idea? Uh, I'm looking for my dictionary. No, don't look for it. That's not allowable, John. I don't know if I mentioned that before on this show. It has come up. Any idea? Gray? Brown? It's kind of a brown. Kind of a brown. You people, I'm going to have to <laughs> evacuate this room if this continues. John, what do you think? Um, I was really hoping Suzanne would take it. I don't... <laughs> well, the audience seems to think that it could be a kind of a brown. They're not a very good reference. Orangey-brown. And you're going to say... Brownie-orange, kind of. All right, I'll give it to you, but it's under protest. It's brown. All right, it's brown. I don't see why... I don't see why, because somebody in the audience knows what umber is, that necessarily that, that you should get credit for that, but I want you to give someone a break on their finals in that same, <laughs> that same spirit when they try and bamboozle you. And, and uh, Jim, what is the score now? That's uh, one right. Okay, thank you, Jim. <laughs> Suzanne, over to you for one of these categories. Current events, people, places, science, or odds and ends. What do you think? Any Rachel, would you like some fishes? Help yourselves. They've been on the floor. Well, let's say, let's say current down. events. Current events. Current events. Current events? Mm -hmm. Current events. The world's oldest fossil has been discovered in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Lots of stuff going up there now. They got the world's <gasps> biggest organism up there, and uh, 40 acres of fungus or some. 
Uh, now they've discovered the world's oldest fossil. And I want to know, is it an Allosaurus, a pond scum, or a primitive tropical fern? I kind of like the fern. Should we go with the fern? Let's, let's go with the fern. What the heck? Makes up for the first question. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where were you folks now, huh? How come no one's shouting out pond scum? No, a little late, isn't it? Yes. Pond scum, the world's oldest pond scum discovered in the UP. It's uh, 2.1 billion years old. This was in Ooh. USA Today. It's a very old pond scum. They're very excited about it. Well, I'm, that's... That's one right and one wrong. One, okay. Not to worry. Let's try another one. Uh, John, what do you want? People, places, science, or odds and ends? Uh, let's try science. Science it is. Okay, the ears are good listeners, but can they talk? <laughs> can the ears talk? Is that yours, John? Uh, whose ears are we talking about? I don't... <laughs> In general, the, uh, the human uh, organs of the same name. You know, if we say yes and that's wrong, we're going to look pretty ridiculous. So uh, I'm thinking no. <laughs> You're right. If we say yes and we're wrong, it will look pretty ridiculous. So this, this is something you think I made up off the top of my head. Not the ears are on top of my head. You think that he did make it up off the top of his head? Or you think they can talk? Don't ask the audience. Oh, sorry. Speak, okay. to, your, speak to your partner here. <laughs> John, He's I, in mechanical um, engineering. This is kind of a mechanical question. You know, maybe, maybe they can, can talk, but in a different way. Did you ever think of that? Maybe uh, they... I'm starting to. <laughs> is the expression on Michael's face changing yet? Well, he's smiling now. Uh, it would be such an easy question. So it's a trick question. Yeah, it's probably So a trick let's question. say yes. Don't, don't overthink this. No. Okay, let's go yes. We'll say go ears yes. can talk? Sure. Yes, they can. All ears right. can talk. <laughs> there is a phenomenon known as the autoacoustic uh, emission made by. Am I going to get corrected on everything today? <laughs> no one else knew but you, sir. If you would have kept quiet, there would have been no problem. The autoacoustic emission. And what is that, sir, again? Caused by? Oh, we don't know that part of it, do we? Yeah, 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 yeah. The hair cells. Okay, the hair cells uh, moving. They actually create sound. So the, those voices you're hearing actually are in your head. Why they're telling you to kill, I don't know. Uh, Jim? That's uh, two right and one wrong. Okay. And uh, what remains, Jim? People, places, or odds and ends. And it's uh, John's turn? Suzanne. Suzanne, of course. How about places? Should we try places? Places. Let's places. All right. This could be anywhere. <laughs> All right. In England, if you've got the golly wobbles, Ooh. what have you got? Excuse me. <laughs> In England, if you've got the golly wobbles, what have you got? <laughs> Um, hmm, what do you think, John? Got any? <laughs> Ever had them? <laughs> I don't want to answer that until I find out what it is. You don't want to? Well, it's probably something where you can't stand up straight, I'm guessing, but the question is why can't you stand up straight? Um, hmm, either you're drunk or you're. It does kind of sound like you're drunk. You think or so? Or maybe hungover. Hungover. <laughs> so you're saying hangover? Let's go with hangover. Oh, what do you think, you. John? 
it's a pretty good guess, I guess. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. It's not hangover. It's uh, upset stomach, which is a, a feature. That's a form of hangover, though. A feature of hangover. But, yeah, uh, that's close. Not necessarily synonymous with hangover. You could have to be more They don't like specific. that. I mean, it's really close. Well, get their own shows, then, and... <laughs> Or let them get their own, or go out to the ant, sluggard, or whatever the phrase is. But that's uh, only a... Too right, too wrong. And too wrong. Yeah, an upset stomach in England is a golly wobbles. All right, so this is it here. Too right, too wrong. Get a win, you uh, win. Get it wrong, you lose. And it all comes down to this, doesn't it? And Jim, what categories do we have left? People and odds and ends. Uh, let's try people. John, so far, I don't think you've had one question. Uh, no, I haven't been much help at all. No, you've been no help at all. But I'm glad to be playing. Are you preoccupied with this mechanical engineering thing? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But uh, I like your show. It, it distracts me, though, while I'm trying to do my homework. Oh, that's good. 36% of women would date co-workers if they were unmarried. What percentage of men would? As it's, opposed to if they were married? Yes. Well, I definitely would be opposed to it if they were married. Yes. <laughs> 36% of women said they would date a co-worker or workers if, if all parties were unmarried. What percentage of men would? I think it'd be higher. It's multiple choice here, John. So oh, pick good. one multiple of these. Choice. Is it 60%, 80%, or 100%? I don't think it's 100. Now you got to allow for some who don't want to date women, so... I wasn't thinking of that. 36% of women would How about 80? What do you think, John? Uh, middle ground sounds pretty safe. What's the audience saying? Well, the audience... Uh, they're saying that it's a brown color. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem uh, to be saying 60? are confusing 60? it with fuchsia, I think. They're, some are saying 80 and some are saying 60. You want a wipe? Let's let Michael... Two wipes for your bobbin. Her bobbin needs wiping. What? I have wipes for your bobbin, honey. Do I have to wipe your bobbin right now? She has, she has a bobbin. It's very cute. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you sort of lost the thread here. Yeah. Could, we, could, we, could we hear that again? Yes. What percentage of men would if unmarried? 60%, 80%, or 100%? And you're leaning towards... We're leaning toward 80 is what John had thought. But, but I haven't got one right yet. The audience is kind of leaning towards All right, 60. so then if we ignore John, what will we come up with? We go 60, then. 60% is right. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. This is from a, a survey called Accountants on Call. So think about the next time you go and have your taxes done. 60% uh, of men would date co-workers if they were unmarried. According to that, it's a Gallup-type poll. And, uh, well, congratulations. You pulled it off somehow. It was a rough one, thanks. Yeah. And uh, Jim, what have they won? Well, John, you'll know who you are even in the morning with a special edition sponge band bowl, a 1920s stone recreation personalized with what do you know and your name from Artist in the Park. Uh, for you, Suzanne, you've won the game of fun for singles or marrieds, love and marriage, where you can explore the sillier side of togetherness from Ellen and Games. And Rachel wins the Anna Banana jump rope set from Anyone Can Whistle. Each of you will have eyes that'll follow you everywhere you go with a package of sticky eyes. Put them anywhere you'd like to be seen. And keep your pet's eyes guarded from dangerous UV radiation with a pair of pet sunglasses in a hot day glow color from Archie McPhee. Congratulations to you. Nice going, John. Nice talking to you. Hang on for just a second. Good luck in that exam. 
Dr. Zan, nice to have you here. Rachel, nice to meet you, too. Thank you, Thanks for being here. Thank you. See you both later. What do you know will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Pabst Theater on Saturday, May 15th? Tickets are available at 414-278-3663. That's 414-BREW-FOOD. Oh, they went back to their seats, honey. They went, you can go over there and, and sit by them if you want. You want to? For a few minutes? Not that I want to get rid of you. No, you stay right here, okay? That'll be fine. Well, you know, I, you know, I have to introduce Jim Packard now. This is the... Then I can, if you need a change. Oh, you do need a change too, don't you? Yes. Okay. And speaking of which, here is Jim Packard with Town of the Week. The. The soaring capital of the world is found in the Appalachian foothills of western New York State. It's the Harris Hill Gliding Center at Elmira, a town made famous by its adopted son, Samuel Langhorn Clemens, or Mark Twain. Twain married a woman from Elmira. They spent their summers here at Quarry Farm, where he wrote of Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, and life on the Mississippi. He did that writing in an octagonal study, which was preserved and can be seen today at Elmira College. Three other famous residents of Elmira, Syracuse football star Ernie Davis, motion picture pioneer Hal Roach, who produced The Little Rascals and Laurel and Hardy, political cartoonist Zim, whose house is a museum for his work, another art collection in Elmira worth seeing, the Arnott Museum. Today's town started out as Newtown, then became Elmira when it incorporated in 1828. In 1864, a Union Army training center was built here, which became a Confederate prison camp. About 2,000 Southern soldiers died in the camp and are buried in the town's national cemetery. Nowadays, Elmira is known for its electrical equipment, its business machines, its color television tubes, its glass bottles, and high-speed trains produced for Amtrak. It's a town with a Mark Twain Hotel and a Tom Sawyer Motel, and it's our town of the week, Elmira, New York. And in the summer, between May and September, you can get in the trolley that the town operates and you can go around to the various Tom Sawyer and Samuel Langhorn Clemens attractions. You can go out to the farm or you can go visit the study. <laughs> You can see all of the Mark Twain attractions that Elmira has to offer. You can also get in your glider, and you can go off soaring off of Harris Hill, and where world records are set. Competition among Europeans, Americans, flyers from all over the world will come and take part in that competition, which will probably be later this summer. Elmira College was the first college in the country to award baccalaureate degrees to women, the same as were awarded to men, and, and that's where you'll find the, the octagonal study where Mark Twain did his writing. Wow, this looks just like our living room. I can't believe there's <laughs> fish, crust, crushed little fish all over the floor, and there's dirty diapers. Dirty diapers. Very good point, dear. And uh, but we had a little change there, Jim. Uh, what was the town a week again? It was Elmira, New York.
And just tell me a few quick things about it I should know before I speak to the person on Probably, the phone. Probably uh, Mark Twain. Just mentioned Mark Twain or gliding. Either one of those things. Okay, will just so I have a leg up on speaking sure. to this person. You want to play with those, honey? Okay. Mm. All right. I wiped your bobbin. Are you happy? <laughs> Got a clean bobbin. Well, uh, Elmira, uh, New York. Uh, Jim described it very well, I think, uh, from what I could hear. And we found someone uh, there who was willing to talk with us on the phone, and it's Michael Dowd from Elmira. Tell us about uh, Elmira from an insider's point of view. Michael, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. Nice to speak with you. You heard what Jim said. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, it's very accurate. The only thing I should add to it right now is that it's very wet here. It's very wet? Yes. We had a lot of rain over the last two weeks and some snow. We just had eight inches of snow that wow. melted away. Yeah, so it's kind of soggy in the yard, huh? Right. When you th the ducks have taken up residence in a new pond out in the side yard. Is, are you a gardener, Michael? Or? My wife is. Yeah, so she's kind of set back, I imagine, by the weather, huh? Certainly is. Yeah. Is she starting a few things indoors? Yep. Yeah, what, she, what does she generally uh, plant? She usually works on the flowers, uh -huh. and they're slow this year. We had a few out, and then the weather made most of them disappear, but I hope they'll be back shortly. Uh -huh. Well, watercress maybe would be good. Right. It's possible. <laughs> Got to go with the times, I guess. Yep. Michael, uh... You'll have to excuse me, Michael. I brought my daughter to work with me today. She's... And uh, she is a uh, Barney, apparently. Her Barney doll had a poopy. And she's now wiping its little bottom. And didn't... I'm so used to this, I wouldn't think anything of it at all. This is... You'd be amazed what dolls do when we're not there looking at Right. Uh, Michael, what do, you, what do you do in uh, life as we know it? Uh, two things. Yes. I'm a lawyer. You're a lawyer, huh? And run a uh, bed and breakfast at night up here in Elmire. Oh, that's nice. What, uh, what sort of place do you have there, the bed and breakfast? Is it an old house? or? It's a big old house that was built just after the Civil War that has uh, 49 rooms in it. 49 rooms? Yep. That's, a, that's big. It's big. Yeah. And, uh, we get lost in it. Yeah. How is that working out? Is that a tough business to be in? Or? It's uh, real active in the summer and real slow around here in the winter, but it's a nice business. And, uh, well, that sounds very good. Now, do you do the cooking there as well? Or? Uh, my wife and I came to a compromise. She does some of the breakfast, and I do some of the breakfast. Oh. Work it out between us. And did you have, I mean, are you a cook uh, by nature? No. I'm a terrible cook, but I can make good coffee. Uh-huh. Well, that sounds like quite a recommendation. Actually. Right. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I admire you for doing that. How long have you been running that thing? We've been open here now for two years. Two years. And what's the name? We'll just give it here and maybe do you some good. There we go. Lindenwald House. Linden Wold House. House. Okay, in Elmira, New York. And uh, if someone goes there, what are the kind of things they can see in that area there? Michael, the, some, um, of the, some of the uh, sites. It keys around the things you were describing. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Twain, obviously, the study. The, uh, they have a Mark Twain drama here in the summer, which does a nice synopsis of his life, um, which usually runs from about July 1st until October. Mm -hmm. Is Elmira the place where he had that place that looked like a riverboat, that house? No, no, he had a, this was a summer place, oh. and it's a, um, a farm up on East Hill, mm -hmm. Quarry Farm, where he did the writing in the summer, in fact, where he wrote Huckleberry Finn. Is that right? Does that still exist? Excuse me? The, does the building still exist? The, the farm is still there. The study has been moved down the hill to Elmire College, mm -hmm. like was described, but the uh, farm, they still have a lot too? of lectures come in that's open occasionally. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I know you there, were, there was a crisis going your on. Your hands here. were full. 
And uh, so those are the Mark Twain heritage. And uh, where would we go for uh, you know a good authentic New York State meal? A uh, good authentic meal. Uh, there's a couple places. The Pierce's is a nice place. Tends toward uh, French style European cooking and good mm -hmm. wines. Mm -hmm. And the uh, we have a lot of very good Italian restaurants around here. Mm -hmm. uh, Mastico's. Uh, we have Mandel's. We have uh, Moretti's. Uh, they're sort of the well-established restaurants that have been here for a long time. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Nightlife? Nightlife is, uh, there's a lot of nightlife for the kids, a lot of concerts. Ithaca is very close by here, so there, if anybody wants to listen to music, you virtually can go up there and listen to classical music every night of the week. Mm -hmm. But most of the people tend to go to uh, the uh, type of thing that plays rock and roll and country and western. Mm -hmm. But I guess the problem really comes when you're visiting an area like that. You, you don't want to stay in, in a hotel or a motel. Mm -hmm. Do you know of any place where a, a guy could take his wife and feel it was comfortable and uh, kind of a little bit old-fashioned, have kind of a nice... Bed and breakfast. There you go. Right. Like ours, there's several others around here that are very good, a lot of them up in Corning. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds great. Well, Michael, you're a good spokesman for, uh, for the area. Are, are you going to give up law altogether and go into bed and breakfast full-time? When I finally retire, I'll be in this full-time, but it'll be a little while yet. Yeah, okay. Right now it's part-time, but it's a beautiful country. If the people visit it, they'll see a lot of beautiful hills, a lot of beautiful uh, rivers. Uh, it's very enjoyable to live here. Well, it sounds very nice. Well, Michael, we have a little something for you here. Michael, we're going to send you a customized gift basket featuring the finest in fruits, gourmet coffees, teas, nuts, cheeses, and chocolates. That comes from Brightwood Cottage. We hope you enjoy that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Michael. Nice talking to you. Uh, hang on to your Barney. We just gotta go. We gotta get the. Uh, never doing this again, ever. <laughs> Terrible idea. In theory, it sounded like fun. But I thought you were gonna have a backup. A backup? You don't like your wife? Uh, yeah, where is she? Is I don't know. She's at a symposium or Looking something. Looking forward to seeing her. Yeah, I'd like to see her too. We're gonna throw. This is the dart that we throw, Ellie. Uh, someone throws a dart at the map. We pick our town of the week, and uh, this will be in... For two weeks. In two weeks. Hands, who would like to throw the dart? And uh, yes, this, this young man over here is sitting on the aisle. Who uh, I noticed that you laughed at the word umber. Yes, I did. <laughs> Make umbrage at it, or what was it? No, I did. Uh, it's a favorite word of mine. Really? Oh, yeah. How do you use it? Um, in, um, <clears throat> what's that game? The word game. I'm a linguist, so I like words, and umbers just... It just strikes you. Strikes your fancy. It goes deep, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Thomas Hootie. Tom, if you do the... Can I say something, too? I have a message for, for Ron, in, Ron in Philadelphia. My girlfriend's roommate's boyfriend is from the East Coast, and he's got a bet with Ron that he'll be on this show first. He can't make it, so... Um, Ron in Philadelphia... Just throw the dart, will you, please? <laughs> girlfriend's boyfriend's girlfriend has made it. Any yeah. you want? Any... No, any particular region is fine with me. All right. How about Alaska? That is a region. Yes. Yeah. Go up there and get it, will you? I can't keep walking up and down with this, this child in my arms. So let's try one. That was the, uh, the ocean, I believe. Off. That's where they're drilling, off California. Oh. Go up there and see if you hit something, will you? I hit the state line of Nebraska. Is there, is there a town there? Julesburg. Julesburg something. Which state is Colorado? Julesburg, Colorado. Town of the week for two weeks now. Thank you. You can leave that in there so we know where it is. I'm writing, I'm writing a book right now about Colorado. So anybody from Julesburg, 
send it, send it via here. Okay, thanks, Tom. You can sit down now. Leave, leave the dart, if you would. Oh, we hit it again. Julesburg, Colorado, twice. Unbelievable. Jim? What You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for American Public Radio. Michael Feldman, producer. Associate producer, Ruth Ann Bestman, with assistance of Lyle Addison and Diana Cook. Technical director is Tom Blaine, with sound mixing by Steve Blone and Rick Kirkpatrick. The uplink operator this week is Alan Ritchie. Next week, Jim Packard goes on vacation. Let's fill his shoes. We're back in studio live on May 8th and in Milwaukee on May 15th. Michael? I'm sorry, we were yeah, Barney. Uh, an experience you all should have, really. If you want to come and join me, talk to you again next week and in two weeks, <laughs> both. So take care and take your daughter to work. And this could be you. If your company is interested in becoming a national funder of What Do You Know with Michael Feldman, call 1-800-924-5669. That's 800-WANO. In the Radio Store catalog, you'll find flamingos, fish pins, Earl the Dead Cat, and dozens of other items. Call 1-800-383-9772 to request a copy. That's 800-383-9772. APR, American Public Radio.